We really don't think we know about the pure and the beautiful love, what do we talk about it? The love, we sort of hang on and attach to it. So what we experience is mostly attachment rather than pure love. So I don't think we can really compare it much and saying this is pure love and this is attachment. I mean, by words we can put up, so if you have a possessiveness, hangover, and um, sort of all this type of thing, we can put words, inject in that. However, I don't think we can really feel the difference. When you look into attachment and the love within ourselves, to feel it and say, this is different, may be very difficult for us. We can inject a lot of words, project it something, can hold it but we probably cannot experience. The problem, probably we don't have a pure love. Every love we have, uh, somehow, another way, attachment comes into it. And that's why, no matter how we try to be best, try to project in, but it is a little difficult. But then you don't have to feel bad. Every love, you don't say, well, I have a great love, but uh, it is attachment. Don't have to feel bad, because um, attachment is something very difficult, very hard, and the glue of samsara. However, attachment is something which you can also use it for a developed person, like the bodhisattvas will use attachment as a sort of a tool to help other beings. Um, this is, there's a good part of it. Uh, you may like to say that is not really attachment, that's love. It's not necessarily. You know, the bodhisattvas who have not really reached at the third stage of the path, who are not really in contact with the emptiness, might not have overcome the attachment. So their love, uh, this is going to be a big trouble. I'm buying trouble for myself. Okay? So the basis of compassion, the other side, basis of the body-mind, so would you, then you may probably raise questions, is this attachment rather than love? We call it. I mean, it can be used both ways. So attachment is bad as well as it has, there's a lot of good parts can be used. And uh, particularly in the Bajrayana part, uh, attachment is, uh, can be used as one of those methods and a way how to be developed. In the Dagini's song, you have uh, if you read the last word, the last As the swarms of bees gorge themselves on the honey essence of the honey flower, may the perfect lotus expand completely and satisfy all beings with the taste of essence. So, so that is, I mean, I cannot talk to you detail, right? Because that's another, another place to talk here. <laughs> So, it is an indication, so even in the Bajrayana, there's a lot of ways of uh, using it. 
So what we really have to do is the contaminated attachment should be transformed into uncontaminated, and that's how it works. And talking back to the contaminated word, so in the Abhidhamma Kosha, which is the metaphysical root text, that's what it says. Saja Sava Mechuka Lamatov and Dujana. Saja Kanjit Sadala Sanam Kundu Jebanjo. I explain to you which grows the more uh, delusion, that's why it is the contaminated and uh, which doesn't grow delusion is uncontaminated. But here the word goes other way around. And the contaminated uh, delusions will make the delusions grow. I mean, it comes the same way, whether you put this way or that way. But the word exactly said the other way around. Saja sabo mechuka lamatov and dujanam. Saja kanji tadala sanam gundu jevanju. And in this it is rather restricted. It says, any of our ordinary human mind functioning, if we don't reach the path, will probably is contaminated. There will be no uncontaminated on the any ordinary level. Level the person who could not obtain the path, whether it is part of accumulation or action or seeing or meditation or normal learning whatever it is, any part until you reach that, it is contaminated. The moment you'll be able to reach on the party level, it becomes uncontaminated. So that's what it is. So that was the discussion left over from the last Tuesday's talk. What we talked about anger, I basically mentioned it is the mental aspect holding it sort of mind to get back to that particular whatever it is. And we basically keep on thinking um, the object of the anger has to be a sentient being, somebody with a life and all this. That was, I think, everybody will think, we will think. And uh, we get angry, hit the wall, probably we think there's no non virtues and all this. It's funny, it stuck to me in the afternoon today. I was reading a song about I sort of looked through a little bit. And uh, he used one word. It says, whether it is a sentient being or non-sentient being, doesn't matter. He goes, the reason, just, just I glanced at one word over there. So I didn't see it, any reason or anything what he says. But what, when I'm thinking carefully, it does make sense. Why? Because uh, anger affecting the individual, whoever's getting angry, rather than to whom you get angry. So what anger does is the, the smoothness of mind get destroyed, and it's become unsmooth and rough and almost mean. So the effect goes to the individual. So whether you are angry to the table or whether you are angry person sitting across the table. So effect of that anger, what experienced by the individual, will be 
I mean, you may have additional thing by getting angry to the being because you are hurting the being or you wish to hurt another being. So that sort of have different effects. But anger as anger itself, even if it's not a sentient being, it has effect to the individual. So therefore, getting angry to a wall or table could probably have effect to the individual. Though, uh, like normal teachings, in particular the normal lamrims, they were talked, we talked about it. Uh, if you're angry with these people, you lose this much virtuous and non-virtuous and all this and that. Sort of, that is a different subject. I think it's a different. And when you look at it as anger, as a binatural, even you get angry with the non-beings. I mean, other than sentient beings. I think it will have the same effect to the individual. I don't think anybody can totally get rid of anger until you really reach stage, like a third part or something. I don't think anybody can really get over with anger at all. Um, of course, anger will be weakened and uh, you will be less angry and um, there's a lot of uh, improvement come. As you, probably many of you have experienced, somehow, whatever it might be, somehow people who get angry number of times, or rather I should say angry persons, when it comes in contact uh, with us, somehow that have effect. I have seen it with my own personal experience, and I'm quite sure many of you have noticed yourself. Without realizing, without knowing, somehow it has a lot of effect. I only hope, I was so, sort of, I'm crediting that, not to me, but I'm crediting that to the blessings of my gurus and um, Yidams and deities. So that sort of happens a lot of times. So though anger is very, very difficult to get out of it completely. Third, pride. Pride is, um, of course, everybody knows what pride is. And of course, American life will also you emphasize to be, to make you proud. They emphasize more to make you proud. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to say what I know, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to touch something which I don't know. So I'm going to touch what I know. And uh, I'm going to go according to the Buddhist background. Pride, what we're normally talking pride, this particular pride, there may be a slight difference. When we begin to talk, discuss this, we probably see it. Here we are talking not an ordinary pride, or pride that you think, you know, looking at yourself and appreciating and uh, making yourself feel proud of things, what you do or what you did it. 
or what you're doing. But this is some slightly different. This is some kind of uh, not only taking pride of ourselves, the individual self, but also looking down on the others. So, like, uh, let's say, people get pride for no reason. Oh, my car is better than yours. So, sort of look down on the other one. So, me, of course, better person than all of you. People think that way, a lot of people. Because I have more discipline, because I have... um, more quality, uh, I have a better behavior, um, my voice is better than yours, I can act better than you do, I can say things better than you do, I can make a difference to the person than, better than you do. All these sort of things we're using reasons and uh, looking down on the others. I think it's more not that of a product of your own qualities, but using your qualities, whether it's whether you really have it or you don't have it, or you think you have it, or you actually have it, whatever the reason might be. Using that and looking down on the others. That particular pride we are talking about. The earlier Tibetan teachers have used example here. The example of what they use is a sort of, if you claim of high peaks, mountain peaks, and when you look around, you, so when you look down and under your view, everything is so small and, well, it's a symbol. When you go in the Detroit Renaissance Center, and when you sort of go through that elevator right out over there, and even those tall, high buildings are become lower, so that you can look down, right? And you can see everything is flat except yourself, somehow standing over there. So that sort of attitude, if you took a person, and particularly making a reason that I have these these qualities and others don't, so therefore I am better. So making yourself is uh, better than others and looking down on the others, particularly looking down on the others is the pride here as one of the principal delusions we are looking here. The earlier Kadamba teachers used to say, Pride is one of the worst problems that we have to grow spiritual development. They used to give you example. They said during the spring, uh, which side becomes uh, green first in Tibet? You know, Tibet has high attitude. So they said which side is becoming green first, at the low attitude or the mountain peaks? So the mountain peaks will not become a green soon because it's cold up there, right? The pride will make you like that. They also give you example. They said the pride will be like, look like a peak of something which 
disappointed. And if you want the quality of water to be remain on that in the pointed uh, areas, the water is not going to remain. Water is going to drop down, and wherever there is a little holes around, the quality will remain in that. And also, they use example during the autumn period when you collecting the harvest and um, the stalks which carry a lot of grain doesn't stand straight. It is sort of very heavy and it sort of bowed down, doesn't stand straight. So these are the examples they give you. So what does the pride do is the pride really disturbed individual to develop their spiritual development. And that is basically uh, about that. And then within this pride is very interesting. If you look very carefully in this, people get uh, hurt, that's the word, because somebody said something, or because somebody looked you, give you a different look, or some words that uh, you heard, you, you hear, and then you get hurt. And uh, that is very common with us. We, all the time we see or we experience ourselves, right? Or I, I was hurt so much. You know, people you go around with your, your companions and all this, say something and you get hurt, right? And what is really hurting? Not the individual, not the individual pure being. But what is really hurting is your pride. The pride is the one who's hurting it. We, if you look, if you look very carefully, fully, the individual pure being is not get hurt easily that way. But the pride within us get hurt. So it's become a painful. And you almost, you know, you, you can't take it pain. Um, first you try to bear it, after something you can't bear it, uh, you burst it out or do whatever. So a lot of those, uh, what we used to call I Rinpoche, if you remember this word, the normally I Rinpoche, the I, the precious one, gets hurt. So it's not necessarily the individual being is get hurt. The being is the pure being. So at this time, what's really happening is the mental faculty of this pride is suddenly popping up like a toast out of toaster. Pops up. So then you see, look, I've been insulted, I've been sort of push it down, I've been looked down, or whatever, any excuse that you can get it, and make everybody, including the individual self, miserable in the period. And the individual can go on and on and on, and people get, then you know, this, all these our normal emotional problems arise, and all of them are, is the pride, which is one key, what is doing it. Individual being is pure being. So if the pure being, 
I mean, no matter. Uh, let me tell you one thing, okay? Let me tell you one thing. Normally, my way of doing it, I will always say, I don't know, I don't fear, I don't know all this, you know. I am the person not to know. I sort of put myself down all the time. That's what I do normally. Here, I'll tell you one thing. If the pure being comes into, into direct contact, doesn't matter whoever says what. If somebody says, I've got two horns, I don't care. I'm not going to have two horns because somebody said so. It's not going to make any difference to me. If somebody tells me, you're ugly, terrible, fat, right? As Alan wrote some word here, what is it? Fat llama punch, uh, janky, uh, toothed uh, blocks away from his hotel. That's what happened to me in Holland some time ago, a couple of years ago. You know, I was walking through a hotel out there. Uh, yeah, really, true. I was just walking through, and two guys chased me up, and, um, and I sort of ran up a little bit. Then there's a block, I can't go anymore. So. These guys told me, check out your wallet. I have $1,500 <laughs> in cash, so I have that. So I have an inside pocket. He was touching on my back pocket. But <laughs> so then there's no more. I ran up quite a while, and there's no more I can run. So sort of I looked through whether they're carrying any knife or weapon or not. And then I said, better I hit them before they hit me. <laughs> they're going to rob me because I can't go anymore because they, House is standing there, I'm touching here. So I hit with all the strength that whatever I have. And the guy fall down, straight away. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, but I'll tell you, I was not angry at all. That's true. I was not angry. I was scared a little bit. I'm scared. I'm not angry. And then I was feeling sort of what to do, you know. <laughs> he didn't get up. I remember the second guy, I sort of looked and he ran away. That's okay. So Alan says, fat llama punches janky at two blocks from the hotel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so doesn't matter. So whether you call, that's what I'm example. I mean, tell me, you tell me in French, hey, you're a fat, ugly looking llama. Okay, fine. Doesn't matter. It doesn't make me thinner or it's not going to make me look better, <laughs> or it's not going to make me look worse. If you say, oh, you're great, you look wonderful, and this and that, doesn't look me better, no, doesn't feel me better. So in true reality, if you encounter with the true self and I, that will make no difference for whatsoever. It is a dry word, has no meaning passing through. So no matter Whoever tells you, you look like a pig to your face. If you tells you, you, you are not going to become a pig. Doesn't matter. But we can't take that because our pride will come up and they says, how dare to call me a pig? And then you say, I don't know what to do, and how do I react? And then you go on and on and on and on, and then it goes around so many thoughts after thoughts and so many 
Delusion after one delusion, pride gets hurt, you get angry, you get jealous, you become mean, you want all of them comes up one after the another. So that is the, what the one thing is the pride does. That was the pride's problem. That's why it's counted as one of the root delusions. It is a delusion, totally. Even the word meaning delusion, you delude it. If somebody calls you a pig, you're not going to have four legs putting around and have a flat nose at all. Or if somebody said you are Miss America, you're not going to become Miss America either. And uh, you, I mean, you will become a little happy because you know, <laughs> the person put it in such a way, made you uh, Miss America. So probably you feel a little bit of happy, but that doesn't, you're not going to lose a weight even an inch. <laughs> and nothing's going to happen to you. Right? It will, in reality, it will make no difference. But we will take very strong, and will react very strongly, and make the individual suffer. Because you keep on thinking, and this person insulted me this and this for a little while, and anger will come up, and you go for a little while. And after some time, the anger will disappear. You begin to wonder, maybe I am look like a pig. Do I? <laughs> so you go and look up again on the mirror or something, and then you see a lot of faults on yourself, and this and this and that, and all this. You know, even those, uh, what I call chopsticks, people will sort so thin, you know. The chopstick type of people will say, I'm putting up weight here and there. <laughs> so that's exactly what happens. Pride. What you, when you say, I've been heard, that is the, the language I heard a lot of times. I've been continuously hearing. I've been heard. When I turned to know the language beginning, I really thought, first I thought, hurt is somewhere, somebody hit somewhere, you know, and got something hurt, you know. And then you begin to look, and it is the hurt is the, you hurt inside, not outside. Not the physical body, but your mental body was hurt. So the mental body which is hurt, the hurting one, is not the pure being. Pure being, wonderful nature inside is not going to be ugly at all. It's not going to look like a pig at all. But only the pride which reflects that particular words and the words what you say. And that is the one which will make the individual not happy. Makes you think a lot and makes you suffer, makes you cry, makes you do this, makes you do that. All these are this pride.